Today's episode is brought to you by Long Island Golf Co. Trendy golf swag with a Long Island attitude. If you're looking for some trendy polos, comfortable shirts, and great hats, go to Long Island Golf Co. Dot com and use promo code 54LIVE for 20% off your order today. That's LongIslandGolfCo.com. Swing with confidence and let your style shine. Welcome to 54 Live, your live golf podcast. I am your host, Digsies, and we are back with my boy, Jake. Jake, what's up, buddy? I am super happy to be back with you guys up in here. It's been an amazing summer. You may have not seen us on this particular podcast, but we've been running around. We out here. All kinds we of out things. here. Yeah, Jake has been taking care of his business playing some great golf. Dixie's had the Long Island Golf Co. launch. I'm sure Jake did some YouTube videos along the way as well. But hey, summer's over. We're back in business with time to get down to the nitty gritty. We got like three live events left. And what we're going to be talking about today, everybody's favorite event. I know it's my favorite event, the Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup. And let's just honestly, like, let's not pussyfoot around let's just get to the nitty-gritty and what everybody i know what i want to talk about i know i know what you want to talk about zach johnson did it we were worried that he was gonna do it we told ourselves nah he can't do it but he did it after playing horrible all season long he took justin thomas over Lucas Glover over Keegan Bradley, even over Bryson DeChambeau, but more so Keegan and Lucas Glover because they were right there. Keegan has been talking all year how he wanted to be on this team. It's probably his last chance. Lucas Glover has been playing nonstop. We go out and put a guy that is out there practicing with pool noodles right now to get ready for the Ryder Cup. Now, I know he's Captain America. I know he steps up to the plate when the time counts, but you know what? He did not deserve this pick. He didn't, you know, and look, we can talk, we, none of us are, are mad about the fact that, that the, the live guys didn't get in. I mean, I know some live fans who are like, oh my gosh, Bryson should have got in. And, and yeah, Bryson, I think made his case. Mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson's always a, always a person that you can have a conversation about. Patrick Reed's been playing insanely well, despite not winning a tournament. He's, he's essentially the American version of Tommy Fleetwood right now. Someone who's just always in the conversation, but never across the finish line. But none of us care about that, about that. We understand the, why the, why the live guys didn't get picked. We're okay with Zach Johnson not doing that. Right. Yeah, he, and he had to make a pick. Brooks didn't, wasn't in the top six. So he had to pick Brooks who's a right. live guy. So, you know, we can't complain. He took a live guy. Brooks earned his spot. And honestly, Bryson, Patrick Reed, like, you know, Reed lives for this. He's great on the Ryder Cup. But you know what? I, I, I wanted to see Keegan over those guys. Like, I, I, I'm really upset. Oh, yeah. I wanted to see Keegan so bad. I know you wanted to see him as well. I know Big Boy Pants wanted to see Lucas Glover really bad. And honestly, it's, it's like the, the boys club all over. You know, he's best friends with 
Jordan Spieth. He's going to play with Jordan Spieth. That's why. And even Sam Burns getting picked because he's best friends with Scotty. It's like, I understand you want the players to be comfortable. And Scotty Shuffler is the number one player in the world. Zach Johnson probably said, who do you want to play with? I play really well with Sam Burns. So it makes sense. But I don't know, man. Keegan Bradley has just so much fire and passion. And I know JT does as well. But you know what, man? Keegan, I, I, I would have been much more comfortable with Keegan over a 7-8 footer than JT right now. Oh, absolutely. Now, JT does not have the situation that Billy Horschel has. Like Billy Horschel, if you look at him putt, he has an open stance when he putts, and he's like jittering his feet the whole time. So any putt with Billy Horschel over it looks horrible. JT doesn't look that bad over a putt, but JT had no business being there. It's just, it's just one of those sad situations. And here's the biggest thing about this. If JT is a 46-year-old who has been there forever and is still at this spot, like where he's on the border, mm-hmm. which he is, he's, he technically was on that border fringe area. If he's a 46-year-old who's been there every single time for the past 20 years, I think we can all get behind him being picked. Yeah. Just because... It's a kind of a swan song situation. But it could and have been Keegan's swan song. You know? Well, that's, that's what I'm getting to. It, yeah. Here's the thing, is that Keegan Bradley and Lucas Glover are both at that kind of age bracket. Keegan Bradley, I think, is a couple of years younger. I'm going to look this up real fast. Lucas Glover's 43. and so I think Keegan's my age, like 37, 38. Yeah, but the point is, is that you know Keegan Bradley, Keegan Bradley's 37, but Lucas yeah. Glover especially, he's 43. Lucas Glover, you know, this is his one resurgence probably. He he won a major back in back in 2008, 2009. But guess what? Guess where the next Ryder Cup is? At, at, at the major the course he won? Yeah, yeah Bethpage. Oh, and that's where Beth he won Page. the U.S. Open, right? Yeah, but I mean... Uh, the, 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 chances, day, the chances of him playing th- this well as a 45-year-old are, are not good. Exactly. Now, granted, I mean, it can happen. We saw Stuart St. Kenny Perry. We've seen players get a resurgence as they get up there in age. You know, we've seen... Players like, you know, Davis Love III, who holds the record for oldest PGA Tour win at age 53, I believe he won like the John Deere Classic. You know, we saw Phil Mickelson over 50 win a major. These things do happen, right? But they are the extreme and not the norm. Mm -hmm. The point is, is that 43-year-old Lucas Glover, this was his last real chance that you can expect him to be a part of a Ryder Cup team as a non-special elected assistant captain. This was a huge snub. Yeah. Keegan Bradley. Keegan Bradley had a better season as far as the win column than Ricky Fowler. Now, Ricky Fowler played amazing golf as far as cuts made, top 25s secured, overall, everything. Solid. Ricky Fowler, we're not dissing him about the pick, but Keegan Bradley had more wins. Keegan Bradley played just on the on that better level. And yet we see Justin Thomas, like I said, yeah, part of the old guard. Yeah. Remember, Keegan Bradley was not a part of the Delaware conversations. No. So and this Justin was a huge Thomas snub. was fifteenth. Even Keegan was eleventh. He was Sam Burns was twelfth. So even taking Burns over Keegan, and honestly, the big snub of them all, Cameron Young, when Freddie Couples a month or two ago said, "Oh, Cameron Young's going to be in Italy," they didn't call Cameron Young's name. So I don't know what the hell Freddie was talking about. Well, even weirder than that, Cameron Young is. Okay, look at the look at the American team versus the European team. The European team is actually the longing the longer driving team. Isn't that weird? 
Yeah, very weird. Isn't that weird? Because normally the Americans have the longer drivers by yeah. far. Well, when you got someone but, like Harmon and, you know, bringing it down, you know. No, you got, seriously. <laughs> all you have is Wyndham Clark. Brooks Kepka. he's long, but he's not known for his length. Does that make sense? Like, yep. I, I don't know how to explain this, but I mean, he's, he's, he's what, he's what I would call a mid-level bomber. Somebody who's longer than average but he's not a long hitter he's not like a dj like dj you think a dj you think of him hitting the ball far bubba watson you think of bubba hitting the ball far brooks correct you're just thinking about an assassin yeah yep yeah so when you think of like bombers in the american game right now scheffler's not a bomber scheffler is a long hitter he's not a bomber you know so the americans are playing this Ryder cup without a true bomber you have justin thomas who does his little heel click you know uh, we're not in kansas anymore dorothy mm-hmm. situation to get an extra five miles per hour but that's to go from 175 to 184. there is nobody on the american team that really challenges for 190 ball speed right now and that's casual on the course ball speed at 190. we're talking rory mcelroy pow pow we're talking john rom pow pow mm-hmm. Could could you? When was the last time that you can legitimately say that the European team had the longer drivers? Long time, honestly. Long probably, time. Probably going back to two thousand ten, two thousand eight, two thousand twelve. That, but that was the U.S. was completely outmatched back then because it was Tiger and Phil, and you know all That's the guys it. in between were just so deflated and beaten down by just getting their ass kicked by Tiger and Phil every week that. The U.S. had no talent from like 2006 to like 2012, you know, like it well, that's was true. It was very rough. And that's why we haven't won a friggin we haven't won a Ryder Cup on European soil since what? The, the, a long time. The 80s, right? 90s, I think. Uh, it's, it's been a long time. I um, think it's been and, 30 years. Yeah. Well, and, and this is the biggest thing about it is that, you know, Ryder Cups are super, super important. And maybe... Maybe the goal here wasn't to have a bomber, but you know, I, I got to look at it this way. You have Zach Johnson, who's the, who's the, uh, the captain and he picks, he picks zero bombers. You know, he picks a bunch of, you know, mid-level guys, uses a pick on Ricky Fowler who exerts no dominance whatsoever. Nobody's intimidated by Ricky Fowler. No. no. Brooks Kepka was a great pick because people are intimidated by him. Yes. When you see... When you see Brooks Kepka, when you smell Brooks Kepka, you're like, oh shit, like things are getting real. 93 Ryder Cup. That's the, so 30 years exactly. 30 years exactly. That's the last time. And, and Europe has been dominating us. Like, obviously, we kicked their ass in 2021, 19, 9, and we pretty much got the same team, but Europe has a much better squad now than they did in 2021. And honestly, that was the COVID Ryder Cup. Europe didn't have their fans there, so that was a little one-sided. But other than winning in 2016, Europe won three in a row, and they won six out of seven. And then even going back, they won eight out of 11. So Europe has been, since 1995, Europe has been kicking our ass. And honestly, it would be nice to see the U.S. win on you know European soil, but Honestly, I like the European team, and I like that they went with the young guns. We'll get to it in a little bit, but I went a little off tangent. Continue your point, my bad. No, you're cool. The the point is, though, is that the U.S. team doesn't have the bombing power to really put some fear of God into into this squad. And that's kind of a a sad situation, in my opinion. You know, you, you have some very, like, 
Cameron Young is somebody who bombs the ball. Yeah. Bombs the ball. Like we were talking about this beforehand, you know, back whenever he was playing alongside Bryson DeChambeau and he, and Bryson DeChambeau did miss that cut, by the way. Remember I told you about that or I was telling you that he was going to be thrown off his game because he's playing with somebody who actually hits the ball farther than him. Mm -hmm. You were. Yeah. Now that's before, before Bryson got the crank driver. And I wonder if that crank driver change came about as a result of that situation. Bryson just not feeling comfortable with being not the longest guy in his group. Cameron Young is third in the, on the PGA Tour in driving, right? Yeah. Now, the guys that made the Ryder Cup, Rahm is eighth, Rory's one, Wyndham Clark is 10th. So, you're 100% right. With the, Burns is 17th, and Scotty's 24. So, and honestly, like, you know, whole guard and, and the other guy, you know, they're not going to be on this list because they play mostly European. So, yeah, you're 100% right. Holgard and Aberg, I believe both of them stripe it. I don't know much about them. But, yeah, I feel like European has the driving distance in the bag, and they got the home course. Yeah. And, you know, does driving distance matter? Yes and no. I mean, obviously, and then once you go from, like, the top 10 in driving distance on the PGA Tour to, like, the top, the, the difference between the top 10, like like, sorry, number 10, and number 70 is like four yards. Mm, yeah. So it's not really a big deal. When you're in that when you're in that category, you're good, but you're not amazing, right? But you're right. It's just weird for the European team to have that advantage. And <laughs> I don't me. know this course enough to be able to say whether or not that matters. I, I've been reading up on it, and uh, they're saying that it's not going to be as tight as Le Golf National was in Paris in 20. 20- nine 2018 but it is going it's gonna take total driving into effect so you're gonna have to hit it long and straight but not as straight as you had to hit it in lake golf national which is strange because you know when you go to european soil normally the european captain and you know the european tour they make tight fairways and they go all about driving distance because in the u.s we just you know someone like bryson hit it as far as you can and hack it out of the rough. So the European strength is driving dist- driving accuracy normally, but this time around, they opened up the course a little bit. So it'll be oh, interesting. Oh, and why not? Because they have Rom, yeah. McElroy, and, and, and Hovland. I mean, you got three bomb diggity dogs right there. And, and Hovland is playing out of his world right now. Dude, Hovland is playing on like some God tier stuff if, right it, now. If this, if Hovland started this run six months ago he definitely would have snagged the major you know the open or well, hold up hold u.s up. open he, he he was on this run six months ago he just got hosed out in majors by guys who played slightly better than him. yeah and he got screwed at the masters by playing with patrick cantley on sunday he did yeah so understand hovland's been here the whole time the whole season it's just that it's one of those situations where he's just been outplayed slightly by the one guy that one week i'm really so, i'm really excited to see these these whole guard guys I, I know there's twins and i really thought that luke donald would take both of them but by aberg winning i believe he won the switzerland masters a couple of weeks ago so he probably took the other whole guard spot but i've been hearing a lot of good things about these guys and but you know what they could also fly by the waistline because you know, back in 2016, everybody was talking about Thomas Peters, the Belgian bomber, and he hasn't done much since, you know? Well, it's always it's always such a crapshoot with golf. The person that people are pissed about with Luke Donald, Luke Donald, 
Luke Donald made some mistakes also, you know, and, and his, his mistakes, I feel like are, they're more explainable mm-hmm. than Zach Johnson's because Zach Johnson's, it's just, oh, you're a simp for the old guard for the, for the, for the high society, for the, you know, for the, you know, for the, the boys club guys. Whereas with Luke Donald, you know, it's so tricky because European, the European team has a very deep bench right now of interchangeable people that are really not that much different as far as their overall ability situation. Who do you think he messed up? Moronk? Oh, he messed up. Yeah. He, Norin, he should have picked Moronk. No, Moronk. Moronk should have been there instead of Aberg. Aberg is, Aberg is somebody who's just getting a fantasy situation as a way to, I really feel like this is all a push by the PGA Tour to really showcase hey this is what could happen to you if you just go to us instead of go to live yeah because aberg by the way was the first player to ever get an automatic promotion to pga tour out of college without playing a single event he has never played in a major which is very odd for a top college player and not only that has he played a pga tour event before he played a couple yes He, he debuted he debuted at the rbc canada got it and he made the cut and he's been playing solid, but yeah. he's not, he's not, he shouldn't be here. He's, he is the Justin Thomas of the, of the European team. Just some, but it's, it's different because he's in form. Yes. But he's doesn't, he should not be there. And Morocco uh, won the Italian open, which was at Marco Simone. Correct. And so that's kind of the problem. Also, Adrian Morocco, six foot six, intimidating as all hell. The only Polish winner ever on the DP World Tour. The only good Polish golfer ever, as far as actually holding the nationality from a Poland. So it's just one of those where you took a, you took a, a young Swede kid over. Of course, he just won two weeks ago. You know, no, no, he won last week. Last week, yeah, yeah, but he. No business being there. No Lee business. Westwood said, just got in from playing golf at Close House and catching up on all the experts, in quotations, opinions on here. I just say that third on the DP World Tour points list, first and second in two outings at the Ryder Cup venue, Adrian Moronk should consider himself unlucky to not get picked. You know, and Adrian Moronk was talking at the Italian Open, which is this, this week, by the way. And so many of the players on the DPU, on the European Ryder Cup team are playing the Italian Open this right, right now. Sorry, yeah. not the Italian Open, the Irish Open. The and Irish we, Open. we can't say that maybe Henrik Stenson would have made a different choice because Aberg is his, you know, comra- c- comrade and from Sweden, you know, so he might have went with him as well. But, you know, he again, not, he would not have. He would not have. Do you, you don't think so? No, no, no. Stenson is not is not an idiot. I mean, Luke Donald has always been mild mannered as all hell and been somebody who is a company man. He's somebody who just, you know, isn't going to make, isn't, he's going to do what he's told. And you this know, was, a, this is one of those where he was told to make that pick. He it's was a not, shame. It's a shame that we're not going to see Westwood, Sergio, you know, Graham McDowell as Ryder Cup captains and assistant vice captains, because those guys were team Europe for the longest time, you know, and who knows, maybe it will change, you know, 2025. Everybody thought Phil would be the captain. Beth Page, Phil is loved up here in New York, you know. And when the PGA Tour came to New York for the first time, for, for one of the rare occasions, it wasn't Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. It was always Phil, Phil, Phil. So Phil, Ryder Cup captain 2025, it fits so well. 
So honestly, I really hope that with the new new co with Piff, I really hope that they'll be able to figure things out because how great would it be if we get Phil versus Westwood or Phil versus Sergio? Phil versus no, Sergio. Phil versus Stenson. Yeah. Come on, man. The battle, yeah, and that's, that's the Battle of the Sun part two. Yes. That's where this should be. Right, the wrong. Should, 2025 should be that. And it, they should use 2025 as an opportunity to right wrongs that have happened here. I don't know, um, man, because they, they really got on Sergio at the at the U.S. Open in Bethpage when he kept regripping the, the club and stuff. So, like, Sergio has his has had his moments with the New York crowd as well. But, honestly, I would just love to see Phil be the captain. I, I understand that. You know, back to the European team. I mean, and I talked about this with, with the, on Big Boy Pants Golf's audience, you know, this past week. You know, this is, it's sad because it's, it's not Team Europe, it's Team UK, it really feels like. And most of these guys, they're not even, they're not, they're not European players. They're, they're European nationals who live, who live in Florida, who mm. live in America, who go back to Europe for two weeks a year. And that's, their ties to Europe now. I mean, it isn't, it, it's not like the 2000s where you had like Montgomery, who literally is, you know, his nationality. Yeah. Or guys who, you know, Polter, Polter who lives, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Guys who literally at that point, now granted, the DP World Tour collapsed Savvy. pretty much. Yes. The, the DP World Tour pretty much collapsed in value. And so, yes, there's a reason why all those players live in America now because they have to play in America basically because dp world tour purses are just not worth it but it's just sad man because yeah, like the only guys i would say that not plays mostly over there is bobby mcintyre you know and then hogard and aberg like the rest of the guys fitzpatrick fleetwood hatton Hovland, lowry pretty much when you're looking at the pictures all the guys that are wearing Ryder cup jackets from years past you know those are the guys that play here and all the new guys are the guys you know they took three guys that normally play in europe sep straka plays a lot over here right Mm-hmm. he does and that's i think what that's a low-key good pick man he he played very well in the majors this year oh yeah nobody's mad about seb strucker he's he's a good pick the picks people are mad about right now are aberg lowry and then also jt what well jt is the american team yeah we're talking about the we're talking about the european team right now so aberg lowry and then also just the Hoygaard pick if you're not if you're not going to pick both then why pick one it's just that's just my opinion on that one. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're gonna pick, you pick, you pick, you pick both. You know, you pick both if you're gonna pick one. You know, that's kind of how I see it. And I feel like Luke Donald kind of wished he didn't have to take Bobby McIntyre, but he made it because of the Scottish Open. Well, that's the sad reality too. Is that you have it, a situation where if you, you're right. It's one of those kind of situations where there are several. There are so many players who got hosed out for the Ryder Cup on the European squad. Yeah, Victor Perez, a Frenchman who honestly sh- should have been in the conversation to be a part of this team. You had, of course, nobody from Live was anywhere anywhere near the team. There was no hurt player like a Brooks Kepka on on no. for the European squad. The the European players on Live just did not have any do anything this year this year worthy of being consideration. So there wasn't like the four guys who on Live for America that could have been considered. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, but then you had, so of course, like I said, we have Victor Perez, the Frenchman, Yannick Paul, the German, Marcel Sim, the German. You, you can, if you're going to take Rasmus guard, you got to look at Nikolai also. So who's the uh, better of the, tw- of the boys? Well, Nikolai's the one that got the nod, right? Uh, yeah. Nikolai, I'm pretty sure Nikolai's the one that's going. If I, forgive me if I'm wrong, but 
I'm pretty sure it's Nikolai that's going. So Rasmus, honestly, they're both of similar quality. They both have, have, have the, I think, the same number of wins in the DP World Tour. Rasmus was ranked eighth in the uh, European points. Really? Yeah, he was ranked higher, but his brother was ranked 16th on the world points. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, and then you have, in addition to that, you have Morocco who got snubbed, which was stupid. So that's that's five guys right there. No Italians were even considered. No, which I, I you know I don't like that. Guido Migliassi, I think, could have been someone that you pick as part of a national situation. Hey, we need to have at least one national on this team. Well, they got the flying Molinari brothers to be vice captains. So. Yeah, but that's vice captains. They're there. <laughs> you know, that's they, they, they vice captain is the stupidest crap ever. By the way, I personally. I personally don't like the idea of having vice captains because it's kind of like showing half-ass respect to people. But what would they, you have? Like, you can't have a captain control everything, you know? Yes. No. If you're a captain, I think you should control everything. I know, but let, you, you have fought four matches out at a time. The captain can't be on each hole at one time, you know? So you need at least... No, you don't need you don't need vice captains because, honestly, you say like, oh, they, they can't watch everything. Dude, they're, they're not 12-year-olds. I know, but I... I I go back to the whole Paul Azinger pod system that worked so well in 2008. You know, he had three guys. Each each captain had their own pod that he controlled. Like, I like that. It's like the military. You got the, you know, five-star general and then people below. And they control, you know, you know, like one guy controls each pod and they all report back to Azinger. You know, so I think it's a little crazy now that they need five vice captains. You know, I think one captain and two or three vice captains would be sufficient. No, I would have gone with just like one vice captain. And that's, I'm okay okay with one vice captain because then it's like a situation where like, hey, if I fall over dead next week, we still know the game plan. And what I don't like is that if you were a past captain that you're automatically a vice captain, like, you know, with Davis Love the Third and Stricker, like, come on, like Davis Love the Third, like he's been a captain or a vice he's been a captain twice a vice captain like his time is up like i understand like you want to lean on the knowledge but you got stricker who is just the captain like bring some fresh blood in there you know no my my whole thing is that if you're if you've been a captain i don't want you in the room yeah uh, like uh, like because 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 all of a sudden like you know especially if you're someone like zach johnson who zach johnson does not demand respect like his his demeanor does not demand respect. I don't know. I think he's Zach Johnson's kind of a bulldog. I don't think you know, like, like the that. Midwestern Iowa, you know, like nitty to the gritty, take no shit, blue collar, hard worker. Dude, I would take Kisner in a fight over him every day of the week, yeah, twice but on Sunday. I know we're talking. I'm, you know, I don't know. I I I might have to disagree with that one. You think you think Zach Johnson could take Kisner in a fight? Yeah. That'd be a that'd be a fight I want I want to see I want to see. I, I think Zach, Zach I think Zach Johnson is low key a dog man. I really so, do. So so who do you think I've is the always, first one to bite the other person's ear? Probably Kisner. Kisner would bite first. Yes, yes Kisner would bite first. He's a bulldog, a literal bulldog from Georgia. But honestly, <laughs> I, I I like Zach. Jo- I've always liked Zach Johnson. Like he's always been like I I remember the first time. I really sunk my teeth into golf was I was living in Florida 2004. Now I always watched golf in the nineties, tiger majors, this, that, but like really, really started following like legit, like, like religion 
2004, so I was 19 years old, and I was watching the John Deere and Zach Johnson put on a clinic. And ever since that moment, I, I, I've been a big Zach Johnson fan. But I, I've always liked Zach Johnson, man. I can, I can respect that answer. You know, I, my, my whole thing with it is, if you're Zach Johnson in this situation, and you've already made a questionable pick with, with JT, and you've arguably got a team that is arguably in a situation that they that they don't see you as an actual captain already because it just feels like that was a a boys club pick and not like an actual pick yeah with jt i think no matter i don't think i think no matter who was the captain jt was on that team i think i'm trying to say yeah that that came from the higher ups that's what i'm trying to say is that they 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 He's not in control of his team. And in my opinion, if you're, if you're not in control of your team, you don't want it to be even more obvious. That's yeah. why, like, with Freddie Couples being in the room, Davis Love III being in the room, if you're Zach Johnson, you don't want that because it doesn't matter if you're friends with those guys. Those guys are awesome people. I mean, I love Freddie Couples to death, but you don't want them in the room if you're trying to establish that you are the captain. No, I agree. I agree. And I, I was wrong. It was the Bell South Classic, not the John Deere. Because I was just looking, and he didn't win the John Deere until 2012. Man, that's so, a name I haven't heard in forever, the Bell South. Bell South Classic, Oh, my yeah. gosh. I haven't he heard beat, that name in forever. He beat Mark Hensby. And then, you know, three years later, he won the Masters. One over. We all remember that. But honestly, man, I, I, I feel like, I don't know. Like, the odds right now, Europe is plus 110, U.S. is minus 130. If you, I believe we all agree it's going to be close. It's not going to be like a 19-9, you know, drubbing that we got back in 2021. What do you think? Who's going to win? And like, what do you, like, what what routes can you see this going? It depends on, on how many, it depends on how many, much they play JT. Because that's really going to be the key to this situation. If they draw all the chances, J, now J, JT is not going to play all five, obviously. What are the, you know, maybe he will if he gets on fire, but I think that the U.S. is deep enough that he doesn't need to play all five. What are the chances that JT goes out and goes four and oh, or like three and one? Absolute zero. Really? Uh, he, fu- he fired his putting coach this week. Did he? Yes. Mm. That, okay. I don't care if your putting is crap right now. You don't make major changes this close to a major event. Yeah, just ask Phil Mickelson. Yeah, just seeing just seeing him do that, to me, further proves that he has no business being on this team this year. Remember when Phil made the equipment change to Callaway the two weeks before the Ryder Cup? No, I don't. It was I like don't. a little, like an early Ryder one of his like mid-2000s Ryder Cup. Gotcha. And that's one of the ones, remember, he used to practice off-site, not with the team. This was before mm-hmm. the whole pod system and team. This is when the U.S. didn't take everything. Before Azinger kind of really shipped the U.S. side into shape. Mm-hmm. He used to. It was when Hal Sutton's like, oh, I got the best two guys in the world, so I'm going to put them together. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember that? Oh, dude, that was so dumb, yeah. Well, and even before that, you know, you had you had Duval and 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 Woods, and and they couldn't get it together. I mean, it was one of those where you'd think, like, "Hey, I have the best two players on the planet right now, by far. Why 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 don't they work well together?" Yeah. And it's because they don't like each other. 
Well, that, but also Phil Mickelson plays an entirely different game strategy than, than Tiger Woods and an entirely different pace. You know, Phil Mickelson will use gamesmanship always. You know, he'll, he'll walk slow when it's, when it's appropriate and he'll speed up. He'll change his pace constantly during a round. Yeah. Tiger Woods plays a consistent pace. He's very much like Brooks Kepka, where Tiger Woods would always play at whatever pace he felt like. Yeah. Just an assassin, just the yes. damn, you know, bold hearted, yeah. cold hearted assassin. Now just quick- say two words to you the whole entire exactly. round. Yeah. Keep to yourself. Now, quick tangent. The book just came out, the Billy Walters book about gambling and his career, and there was a chapter or two about Phil. Go out and buy it. It's a great book. And honestly, if you're a gambler, buy it because Billy Walters lets up his secrets. And there's a few chapters in there where he teaches you how he became a successful gambler and was the best gambler in United States history. Great book, man. And I'm excited for NFL season because I'm going to use his points and I'm expecting to win a lot of money. But back to the Ryder Cup. The last time we've had a close Ryder Cup was the Miracle at Medina, 2012, 14 and a half to 13 and a half. The year before, it was 14 and a half to 13 and a half. But before that, going back to, you know, 2004, Europe won by nine, Europe won by nine, 2014, Europe won by five, US won by six, US won by seven, US won by 10. We haven't had a lot of close Ryder Cups other than 2010, 2012, since the clock turned to 2000. That's what I want the most out of all of this. Like, honestly, I was so happy USA got the win in 2021, but let's be real. Was that Ryder Cup fun? No, if there's no fans, if there's no drama, if there's nothing going on, it's not fun. If it's over by Saturday morning, like, it's not yeah. fun, you know? Like, well, that's, why, you, that's, why, that's why the President's Cup sucks. The yeah. President's Cup sucks because literally the U.S. could go could have gone out there on Sunday during singles. And played lefty. Yeah, played left-handed and still won. I know. But then again, of course, the, the international team was so ransacked due to the due to the live situation that it wasn't even funny. Yeah. I mean, their their best, like what, six players weren't present? It was it was bad. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. we should we'll save predictions for our next episode because we'll be back in I am going to Ireland next week, so we will not be recording, but the following week we'll be back to preview Live Chicago, and we'll save some predictions for that. But just to wrap this up, if you had to pick one guy from Europe and one guy from US to be that you think is going to be the MVP, this Ryder Cup, who are you going with? European MVP. That's going to be a tough one, but I think it's going to be Hovland all the way. The reason why not Rory and not Rom. Rory and Rom are going to get the get, going to get the number one and number two spots, right? They're going to be paired. They're going to get the hardest pairings. It's going to be Rory versus. It's going to be Rory and Brooks. Uh, well, no, 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 no. It's going to be Rory and Scotty. Yeah, uh, the whole entire time. And Rory's going to dominate Scotty because Scotty can't putt. And but Rory's also dealing. He's not. A, he just came out yesterday and said his back injury. He's not a hundred percent, but he'll be okay for the Ryder Cup. So. I don't think we're going to be seeing Rory five five matches either. We might see him for four. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say that you're going to bench Rory for an extended period of time. And plus, alternate shot really doesn't hurt you that much. Yeah, good it's point. Just, so, I, like I said, I expect Rory to play almost every round. Because Rory is kind of like Michael Jordan in the sense that it's like, doesn't matter. I'm out there. I bet you know? Rory's going to play with Aberg or Hogard. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they give him the young, they did it in 2016 with Peters. They usually give Rory one of the young guns. But Rory wasn't, 
Roy was still the man back then, but he mm-hmm. wasn't the he wasn't the man. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like 2016, he was a man, but he wasn't the man. Yeah. So I I think we're probably going to see him either with Fleetwood or with Lowry. He's played with Lowry. He 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 played with Lowry in 2021. And then he also played with Poulter a lot, but Poulter's not going to be there. So yeah, I could see Lowry. So, but with, but yeah, so the reason why Hovland's going to be the MVP is because he's going to get down tier matches. So he's not going to be playing against the top, the, the top one. Yeah, good point. And so he'll be in a more winning situation. I think he'll be the guy who's off the course first for the European team every single time, unless, of course, he gets paired up against. Shoffley and Cantlay, in which case he won't win a single match. Yeah. Yeah. If he plays against Shoffley and Cantlay, they're not going to win a single match. I think, because... I think Rom, I think I'm taking Rom to be the stud. I'm not going Rory because of the back issue. And everybody is talking about Hovland, Hovland, Hovland right now. I think Rom's going to step up and be like, no, 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 don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. And then I'll go USA first on the USA side. And honestly, I was about to say this before and we got sidetracked when we were talking about picks and how the point systems is so messed up, let's be real. Okay. If they didn't win a major, Wyndham Clark and Brian Harmon aren't on this team. Oh, of course not. They it- took Keegan and Lucas Clover's spot, you know, cause like well, Brian, you're not picking Brian Harmon for a Ryder cup. Well, that's the truth. I mean, it's true, but it's not, it, it, I, I know what you're saying. Lucas Glover, Keegan Bradley have a higher stock value than those guys. But in mm-hmm. all honesty, if Harmon and Clark didn't qualify on points, you're correct. They would not be there. Cam Young would be there. Cam Young would be there and Keegan Bradley would be there. Yeah. But again, it's just, it's not those guys earned their spots. Justin Thomas did not. Yeah. Uh, and my whole thing is that I think Wyndham Clark will end up being the MVP for really? the American team. Wow. I do. I do. He's he's one of the longer hitters on the American squad. And honestly, his his trophy case does not match his contribution and play level this past year. Mm-hmm. I think he's been playing better than what his trophy case looks like. Okay. And this is from and this is for a guy who won a major this year. Yeah. Interesting. His trophy case his trophy case does not match the way that his play has been. I think Jordan Speed's going to be the MVP. No, dude. I do. Really? Yeah. You think Jordan I Spieth? Think, no. I think that everybody's going to be, everybody's talking about JT, JT, JT. The week leading up, everyone, when they're out there watching, he'll be, JT's going to be playing, Spieth is going to be playing with JT. We know that everybody's going to be so focused on JT that Spieth is just going to roll under the radar and we're going to get, he's going to carry JT on his back because you know how Spieth is. Spieth was the man. He was the man. He came on the scene first. He was the man. JT came along. He stole some of Spieth's thunder. Now JT is faltering, and Spieth sees this moment to be the man again. And Dude. I think Jordan Spieth is going to grab that brass ring, and I think he's going to become the man again. Dude, I don't think so. I no? think that I think that this is the year that the JT and Spieth Express comes to a grinding hooker spit halt. 
they they did not look very strong this year. Either one of them did. Jordan Spieth had a lot of opportunities to win that he should have won, mm-hmm. but he just he made a dumb mistake. You know, so playing in the snake pit, you know, the uh, Tampa uh, Valspar, yeah. Valspar, yeah. He he had that in the bag, but then he hit like three wild drives. He he's he's great. I love him. I'm a fan of his, but Spieth is not going to be able to overcome. Justin Thomas this this time this time I don't like, know, like he won't be able to he won't be able to outplay hard enough to overcompen to compensate for Justin Thomas's mistakes I think I think his putter is going to get hot man and he's just going to make bombs your putter can be hot but it, it, it doesn't matter if you're not playing for your putting for par yeah good point but <laughs> you know when you're playing four ball you know he's only playing his ball right there you know maybe honestly the way J- JT's playing maybe they hide JT in in foursomes you know maybe he doesn't maybe. go maybe he doesn't go out there for all so who do you pair speed with, who do you pair speed with, with instead do you pair him with homer or do you pair him with fowler fowler yeah. I, I would i would that that's if bomb zach johnson this is what i'm doing speed is playing with fowler with alternate shot and on four ball he's playing with jt four ball jt can't hurt you speed can he can a little bit but you know what if i'm if i'm zach johnson i'm not even thinking about putting JT out there an alternate shot. JT, you made the team. You could play two four ball matches and the singles match. That's it. And we'll give you Aberg on singles. Yes. We'll put you out. We'll tuck you. Well, we don't want to put you last. We definitely, but you know, Justin Thomas is going to be angling to go out first just because that's the way he is. You know, he's going to be like, I want to go out first, you know, like. Yes. But Hovland will be the first one to get off the course. Yeah. Because Hovland's going to win his, ma- his single match nine and eight. Nine and eight. <laughs> oh, man. And, you know, you, honestly, like looking at the pairings, like you already know what they're going to be. You got, you got Cantlay and Xander. That's a lock. Okay. You got Scheffler and Burns. And, and Cantlay and Xander will go four and other again this Probably. Time. Yeah. You got Brooks will probably play with Harmon. I, I think that that's right. Although. I will say this during the reveal, like they had the reveal, the team reveal. Mm-hmm. One player during his reveal as a captain's pick talked about Brian Harmon more than anybody else. And that was Ricky Fowler. Okay. So I think that Fowler was picked up more to be a teammate with, with Harmon than for anybody else. And you got Harmon and Markow would definitely play the California boys. Yeah. You know, and then Clark, even Clark and it, Brooks, that, that could be, you know, I think that'd be scary. I mean, yeah. it'd be a scary combination. Yeah. Just two, just two stone cold killers out there. I'd even put, I, I, I'd even let Ricky go play. Like honestly, like when Ricky's not playing with Spieth, I let him go play with Brooks. You know, every time out, you're gonna have Xander and Cantlay and Scotty and Burns to start. If Burns falters, you know, you could pretty much. Well, honestly, you know what? Maybe Harmon with Shefflick because you need a good putter. You do. Scotty. You have to have somebody. <laughs> yeah. Harmon might be a sneaky pick for Shefflick if Burns um, is struggling. If, well, Burns is a top tier putter, but you're right. If, if he's struggling whatever. with the moment, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, do I'm know, pumped. Do we know what kind of grass they have on the greens out there? I'm sure we could find out. Yeah. That's know. not that important. Yeah, it's not, not that yeah. important. But they're right. professionals. Yeah, they'll figure it out. But yeah, all right, that does it for this week. We just wanted to get out here. We haven't last episode we released was August second, so we've oh my god, we've had a nice little summer break. We are back at it. We we'll, we will be back the week of September 
22nd, we'll do a preview for Live Golf Chicago. And then the following week, we'll be back with a recap and a preview for the Ryder Cup. Then we'll recap the Ryder Cup. And then we'll hit you for Jetta. We'll hit you for Miami. And guess what, Jake? Remember how we were talking about going to Miami for the team, the event? Guess what happened? What happened? I totally forgot. My wife has a girl's weekend that weekend. She'll be away. So I have the child. So unless we want to bring a three-year-old to the event, I'm not going to be able to make the Live Golf Team Championship. Well, you know, I understand. It's Goo Goo Gaga all over again. Yeah. You know, that's super cool, dude. You have the fun with your kiddo, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. But I'll, hey, I'll have him for the weekend. Yeah. Shout out, by the way, to the Asian Tour. Obviously, if you guys haven't had a chance to watch the greatest playoff ever in the history of playoffs, two Live Golfers, Eugenio Chikara and Matt Jones, went 10 holes deep in a playoff really this past weekend Bay. yeah no it was two weekends two weekends ago wow 10 holes deep in a playoff how and it was a two and a half hour playoff and at the end of it i'm pretty sure matt jones intentionally shanked a putt to end the playoff because he was like f this i'm i'm done like i played 28 holes today <laughs> and so not only i mean i'm joking but i'm not it was a great win for eugenio chikara that event had 28 live players there this week uh, on the Asian tour, they're playing in Korea. Two live golfers are present. David Pooj, who is leading after the first round at eight under par. That guy wants a win so bad. He's been, he does. He's been sniffing the leaderboard at pretty much every event he's been at for the past like three or four months. And I just really want him to finally break through and get that first W. That would be nice. So, Rudon. The Torque Pooj. Yeah, find out, check out the Asian tour and got a lot of live golfers. And honestly, I just, I can't, I can't wait for this finishing stretch for live because it's all after the, after, well, even Chicago, there hasn't been a lot of golf going. So Chicago will be a nice event. And then, you know, October and, and those two weeks in October is all live. And then once that final event's over, it will be an interesting November, December to see how all this is going to shake out and play out going into next year. Oh, yeah, dude. It's so cool because we have, during this whole thing, so understand, the next few months are insane because you're right. We still have the three single, the three regular live events, mm-hmm. right? We have, you know, Chicago, Jetta, and Miami, then the team championship. Yeah, team championship. And then we also, in addition to that, we have the really cool situation, which is that, you know, international series events are still going on. Andy, Andy Ogletree looks like he's a lock to win the actual like instant promotion. Oh, nice. But on top of that, we got the playoff. We have the playoff, which, which is needs to be streamed online. Or uh, that better something. be streamed yeah. online. And the cool thing is that the rules for that playoff actually allow for, you know, for quite a few people that are just in any situation to go on there. So I'm wondering if we're going to see like some players that were like, oh, snap, he's out there. Oh, snap. And we're also going to get the relegation news and all that shit needs to play out. And that once too. the season's over, maybe some of these PGA PGA guys come over, especially. Uh, hey. I don't think anything will happen until the announcement is made and they figure out the, you know, cross the T's and dot the I's with Nuco. But stay tuned, man. Honestly, normally from November to January, Jake wasn't with us last year, but I went three months without doing an episode. Not going to be this year because there's going to be a lot of golf news to talk about every single week or every other week. Amen, brother. Amen. But yeah, follow us on Twitter at 54LivePod, Instagram 54LivePod, TikTok 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we will see you next week. For Jake, it's Digsies. Later. Peace.